I ask no favor for my sex. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. And that little girl was me. Well, happy Tuesday. Welcome to Truth to Power. It's your girl, Dr. Matthews, the accountability specialist. And then we have co-host Wendell King II, who is also the communication specialist. And we are here tonight and we ready to get this thing popping. What's going <laughs> on, Wendell? How you doing? I'm great. How are you, Dr. Matthews? <laughs> I am good, honey. I'm just over here just, just feeling this vibe. You know, had a good Christmas, you know. That's the kids good. Ain't they want it? And had my house tow up as hell, but I had <laughs> to have cleaning women to come over to get it all cleaned <laughs> up. So we all back to normal and ready for the New Year's. Yes, indeed. And that's what it's all about. Well, before we get started, let's remind everybody that we are Truth to Power Uncut. You can check us out on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you don't mind, like, 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 and share. And on YouTube, it takes no more than a second, and it is absolutely free to subscribe. And then you can always be vibing with us because Dr. Matthews is with the vibe, and I'm in the mood. So what's up? Oh, well, that maybe it is about to get good, then. Tonight's tonight. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, I want to make sure that everybody understands that you're going to leave with some information tonight, okay? Yeah. But let me just go on and get started real quick before I get started with the TT. I didn't just got some information uh, what happened with uh, the Houston City Councilman for District D with some racist, sexist remarks that he made. And baby, I am just appalled. But that will be for something later. But I got this information tonight. And baby, he about to catch a fade. You understand me? He deserves a fade. Yes, he, he definitely does. deserves a fade. But he let's does. also give a little honorable mention to some of the things that we're not going to be able to really talk about tonight. But hopefully we will be able to cover those things really soon. The number one thing on our list is, of course, Trump calling Pence. Weak, I'm sorry, President Trump calling Vice President Pence weak and disloyal. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, duh, we knew that. But Trump, you're weak. And disloyal also, and you're married to a whore. There's nothing new with any of this. But let's just understand what's happening with Trump calling Pence um, weak and disloyal. Because Pence has had a conversation, two conversations at this point, with um, President-elect Joe Biden. And he also has met with Kamala Harris. And these were things that um, Donald Trump did not want him to do. And then you have your weak and extra loyal, um, beyond the fault, um, senators from Texas, um, Republican senators from Texas that have filed a lawsuit against Mike Pence trying to stop him from going in on January the 6th to tally up the electoral votes, which is no more than a pompous circumstance. Um, it's unconstitutional. It doesn't mean anything. If he doesn't count them, if he counts them, he still will not stop him from being president, but they just want to be assholes. Um, number two, the- Busy work. 
Yes. And then the number two thing on our honorable mention tonight is the future of Trump's border wall. <laughs> the one we've been hearing about since 2015, 2016. Yeah, so that one is definitely um gonna be weird because dealing with the future of it is because Donald Trump has already started, believe it or not, guys. He really has started. Now, it's not enough to talk about, but he has started. But the part that is really jumping in is that he's actually had some executive artists to go in that pretty much says that even if he was to lose, this wall would still have to go up. So these are baggages that, that Joe Biden is still going to ultimately have to make some grave decisions on once he walks into presidency on January 20th, 2021. And then the last but probably the most impactful is the Nashville explosions. Oh um, our prayers go out to the people of Nashville, the people of Tennessee, because it has impacted that entire state. But yeah. for other people know it, it's impacted our whole nation, just like 9-11 did, because I was brought to tears when the chief of police in Nashville was speaking last night, and he said, never would we have thought that something like this would have happened in Nashville. And it messed up those people Christmas. Cause like one of my, one of my uh, OES sisters, they live out there. And I had, I was wondering why she didn't respond. I thought she was acting funny because <laughs> I responded like Merry Christmas. You know what I mean? And yeah. she didn't respond until like yesterday. And so that's how I found out about it was based yeah. upon her. She said that it knocked out an AT&T uh, tower. Right which mm -hmm. took out their internet, it took out their phones and everything. So they, they all this stuff didn't come back up until yesterday. Yeah, and it took lives. Um, yes. it's, it's really, so including the, the alleged suspect. Um, yeah. he, he actually died also. Um, and I hate when things like that happen because that's so weak to me. Like he didn't died. He have an issue with technology too. He really had an issue yeah. with something like well, he had a problem. Yeah, he had mental problems. He was economically indistraught. Um, but it's still a weak move because he he killed himself. He It was suicidal. So therefore, we still don't have answers. So all we will have for history is allegations. But we won't have any sound facts on why he did this. Why did he choose Nashville? And did he even think about the lives that he would take and the lives that he would affect? It's really sad, but our heart goes out to them. Our prayers goes out to Nashville, the state Absolutely. of Tennessee, and of yes. course, everybody who was affected directly or indirectly. Now, right with on. that being said, let's jump into this first video <laughs> and talk about this. Um, you got me twisted, the face, <laughs> the and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna break it down. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your mama, nigga. Fuck your mama. You're gonna pop up. I live on 400 Oxford Avenue, two blocks away. I'm a, I, and you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I'm gonna walk to you. I'm gonna walk right to my house for you, bro. Oh, God. I'm not trying to disrespect you, bro. I'm not. I'm gonna say nigga all day, all every day. Are you kidding me? Where you from, nigga? Where you from? Where you, you from? Pop up. Where the fuck you from? Here, nigga. You from here? Get the fuck out of here, you a clown, nigga. Oh, God, you a clown, nigga. You from here? 
You're a clown. What you gonna snack um, with that? Snap. Snap me. Snap me, nigga. Come on, yeah. Drop yeah, you got yours, buddy. Call me another fucking nigga. I don't give a fuck. Call me another nigga. Call me another fucking nigga. Okay. 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 I don't blame you, dude. You're good. You're good. Hey, I can do what I want. Wow. Baby. <laughs> Come on, Dr. Matthews. I want you. Now, I know you can. You can gotta break this down for us. <laughs> I need to have that team before I have a damn pistol. You understand me? <laughs> Cause baby, hey, look, this dude, you okay? They call a guy like this when I was growing up a wigger, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I mean when I say that. Yes, so, I do. And he kept using the n word like, like you black or something. You know what yes. I mean? And then he kept provoking the young man, and so the young man actually like handled it perfectly until he couldn't take it no more and so when the guy provoked him like oh you gonna hit me you gonna hit me that's what you gonna do and, and then, then he, I he dropped it he dropped the tea but picked it up and smacked the shit out of this dude oh my gosh when i say baby it made my weave itch you understand i felt that shit <laughs> made over here you hear me that was the flap heard around the world okay you know, i watched that about 20 times back to back I did too. <laughs> but you know i was I, and i and i'm guys i promise you i'm not prejudiced at all because of course you know black people can't be racist i'm prejudiced against prejudiced people how about well, that? i'm not i'm i'm prejudiced i'm not prejudiced but i at least i try not to be but i'm not racist because black people cannot be racist to our white people because we don't own the system we didn't create the system but i always see these moments to replicate life in, in, in a bottle of seconds because this black man was doing his best to keep his composure. He was doing his best not to act a fool with this man because black people are known for being, we are um, wrongly accused of being the ones that are obnoxious, that act this way. And so the black man was trying not to be stereotypical black man from what people have heard, while this white man has been stereotypical what we know of white America to be. And then the black man dropped that, dropped that can and the white boy tried to kick it. So he was like pretty much taunting him. And then when the black boy grabbed that can and knocked mm -hmm. the holy shit out of that boy, then it became a but the white boy 100% provoked it and that is the beauty of technology today because yeah. had there not been cameras that black boy probably would be in jail right now over there. and then you know what else did you hear also it was it sounded like it was a caucasian lady that was in the background and mm -hmm. she was basically like smack his ass you know what i mean oh, yeah. yeah and it was yeah, like 
Yeah, and she, that's that's basically what she was saying was like he deserved it. You he know what I mean? It. Like, and to me, and then when when the door opened, it sounded like <laughs> <laughs> after he knocked his ass out, it sounded like doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> <laughs> now be clear for the audience, guys. Let you know, let you all know we are anti-physical violence, we are pro-communication, anti-violence. So but we're not saying that. We're not saying that fighting is the is the ultimate thing that you should do. That's not the ultimate. He was back um, in the corner with this. He had already practiced, and he wasn't the one that that negotiated. He wasn't the one that that initiated. Yeah, he did not initiate the physical part of it. He was literally kicking while he was trying to grab the can. He was kicking at it. So I don't know if he kicked him or not, but it looked like it could have been. Well, so, the thing that I. He knocked his noodles loose, and that's what went down. <laughs> and then he turned around, and he was punching his ass again and telling him, you bet not say this word again. You bet not say this word again. And then what I noticed, too, is that it's been going rapid fire on social media with all the different memes with this yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like <laughs> the tea was called Don't Get Me Twisted. Like, it's just, oh, yeah. it was like. The, the moral of the story is this. White people should not be, no one should be going around calling black people niggas, including black people. We have to stop using that word also excessively. I'm so sick of people saying that we've embraced it. I didn't embrace the damn word. I'm not going to embrace a word that was ultimately talking about blood and sweat and tears and murder of my of my ancestors that has impacted me today. Justified with nigger and nigger. Well, there is no justification. I don't care if he said Negro. You shouldn't be yeah. saying near nothing unless my name is Nicholas. Don't say near nothing. Don't say near nothing. But but black people should not call white people crackers, which I you know I, I may have done, maybe maybe not. We shouldn't be calling Hispanics wetbacks, which I may or may or may not have done. Um, and whatever other words, I don't know what you call Asians, chinks. I've heard people say chinks and or Donald Trump with Chinese virus, you know. But we yeah, all have to learn. We have to learn how to respect our races. And then they call Middle Eastern pe people. They call them saying niggas. You know. So it's just like it's it's just these. All these words are horrible words. Period. And that should not be the that should not be the words to describe another race. And then yeah. on top of that, you're comfortable to say it and thinking that we're supposed to be cool with it. Yeah. But then. Same time too, you hear it in all your rap songs. Yeah. You hear that, but then I'm just gonna be straight up for the white people watching. It's a code to this stuff. Don't say it because you're gonna get your ass knocked the hell out. I'm mm. sorry, but you know it's a double standard. But that's just what it is at this point right yeah, now. But no, white America don't understand code language. White America don't understand code language because they didn't have to learn it. Correct. So that's a whole other story. Saying word to a rap song in front of black folks and think that yeah. shit go cool. You gonna get your ass knocked out. Yeah. I'm sorry, well, contextually, but contextually, they know the difference. Like contextually, well, you have some you know of the don't know the difference because no, no, you know the difference. Crazy. I don't know. I don't buy that. Contextually, you know the difference. If I'm if I walk up to you and say, "What's up?" That's my nigga. Versus you said, I'm sick of niggas. Those are two completely different contexts. You know, I guess and what I'm saying is, in this specific, and just a general period, and I've seen this before, and I had to check some people behind this, don't think that just because we cool, you can use the N-word around me, because I'm going to check that at the door. 
No, oh, you, yeah, they can't use it contextually in a good way. There is no way that I, no I should ever feel comfortable calling a white man a cracker. I should never right. feel comfortable calling him a cracker. There is no positive way. There is no negative way for me to call a white man cracker. There could be no good right. come from it. So it's the same right. way with the, with the N word. We right. have to demolish it. But I agree. We need to start taking accountability also because we I do teach them that it's okay and it's not okay. And so while we're talking about things that are not okay, Real Housewives of Atlanta is considering making a move, and that move is to add Monique, the comedian. What is is she just Monique, or does she have a last name? I've never really gotten into her like that. I never really got into her like that either. And I'm just gonna call this a spade a spade. Baby, you not Nene Leaks. I'm sorry. Even mm -hmm. though Nene Leaks was the villain, I so loved her. I love Nene. And nobody is not going to be able to replace her because she's her own brand. Mm -hmm. And and it's plenty of quotes that I would use with Monique. You know what I mean? Not with mm -hmm. Monique, I'm sorry. With Nene um, Leaks. And mm -hmm. she actually, to me, in my opinion, she made the show because she was checking helpers left and right up in there. And dare you to come there with that foolishness. Now, was she a bully? Yes, she was. So my question is, Monique, what you about to do? Because yeah, baby, I, mean, I agree with you. Where for baby, she shut down your whole career. Yeah, I agree, but I think I see it maybe a little different. But I do agree that she's not a nini and she's not gonna replace her. Like I hate when people say replace somebody. You can't. You're not gonna replace Nene because Nene is the one that created that that character on Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's gonna be pretty difficult for anybody to come in because she has ten years of history of being that person on that show. So, I mean, it is what it is. You can be your own type of villain, but you're not going to be a nene. But away from that, I think that it's below, it's beneath her. Like, I think that it's beneath her. Like, this is a reality show. Nene lacks talent. We all know that. Monique, you have talent. You just have a F up attitude and people don't like working with you. So fix that. But don't feel like you have to turn to reality TV because that may damage your career even more. Even more. We're going to see you even more. And we may see that, oh, she really is exactly what Netflix said. Oh, you know, then on top of that, where you really messed up, you try to go for Oprah and Oprah let you know, oh, baby, don't come for me unless I send for you. Well, she went for Oprah, Tyler Perry, and Lee Daniels, and yeah. Goldberg. You know, yeah. like, you yeah. went after all of the tops, and it's just I'm, I just want her to cease and desist. Like, I want her to keep her little with her with her allegedly gay husband and just, and just, you know, wait, just, wait, what? just exist, you know, like, wait just a exist is your life right. Roll that back again, Emma Beyonce Smith. Beyonce, I sent you a couple of questions. I mean, we all know that. Wait, no, hold on, baby. I don't know that T. I'm gonna say that again. Oh. Emma Smith, what? Monique is sitting over there like Star Jones was sitting 10 years ago playing like she don't know that her man is a lady. His pronouns should be her and she. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, I'm gonna tell you. He's been the one that created all the drama for her entire career. And everybody she's fallen out with, she fell out with them because they gave her the advice that he should not be her manager. That is the advice that they all gave her that led to all of these fallouts. Like so every single fallout she has started with. Allegedly have an open relationship because he like men. 
Oh, yes, definitely. When she said about the open relationship and then she tried to lie, like most women do when they're covering up for their husbands, they say, well, it was my idea. Girl, it wasn't your idea. Wasn't nobody checking for you, sis. That was not your idea. That was oh, so a deal y'all made. Terry McMillan then. Cause no, Terry it was no idea. It was a deal. Because <laughs> oh, Terry McMillan, she called that ass out. Yeah, Monique is just, she's problematic, but I don't see... I can see her being okay on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I just I, think it's beneath her. I just wish that girl go find you another precious moment, get you another movie like Precious, and yeah. don't play yourself and act like it's a character. Call it a day, sis. Like yeah. they they what I see her and Kenya Moore getting into it. I see her oh. and Portia getting into it. I see her and Cynthia kind of trying to make friends. You know, Cynthia's weak. Cynthia trying to be with a bully. So she could try to do her, you know, try to I don't get know, I, I don't, but I don't know about that because she may be weak to some people, but she ride hard with Kenya and Candy. So I can't see her side with Monique on Kenya. I see and her Candy. and Candy. I see I see Monique and Candy getting into it too. I see, oh, yeah. that. I see Monique getting into it, everybody. But I see Monique being like Kim Fields when she came on there. I see her coming on there and realizing that okay, they're editing this to make it look even worse. I need to get off of here before I don't have a career in acting anymore. Kim Fields shouldn't have been on there to begin with anyway. She was too poised. Yeah, she was blah. Like, she was boring. She wasn't reality TV. She plays good characters. Her character is boring. Yeah. It didn't work. That she didn't want to show everything. Boring. Everything is boring. So She didn't want to show everything. She wasn't being honest. We yeah, need she to wasn't be honest. We want it. Like we want it. We want the we want the BS. Like we want the budget. That's what we want. We're not gonna get people. So we're that's what Yeah, I'm that's what makes us that's what makes us want to watch it. Well, it's already predictable who she's gonna get into it with. So I'm like, whatever. Yeah. She she just so, really in her career, and you know, right. So Monique, whatever your I last know. name, let's say Monique X, because we we need to find out Monique's last name. I know why don't I know Monique's last name? What was Precious' last name? That's what we're going to call her. Precious Mama. Precious Mama, take our advice from truth to power, uncut, and sit it out, sis. We're going to just say S-I-O-S. Sit it out, sis. This is not for you. This is beneath you. Don't worry about being the Nene Lease of anything because Nene Lease is beneath you. Okay? Nene is a reality star. That is her. stripper. Yeah, that is a retired stripper that is built like a milk carton, and her sons look just like her. <laughs> but it's not about Nene. It's not about Heeny. It's about you, Monique. Oh, her name is Monique Angela Hicks. Hmm. Monique, when you were a little girl, to think how you big Angie. She kind of give me that, like in high school, big Angie. And she looked like Big Angel was always a mess, but would slap real little skinny fish. Like she'll slap real skinny girls, but she'll with girls big like her, she was always trying to be their friend and buy them, buy them Frito pies. Oh, we're there. You crazy as fuck. Oh <laughs> let's move on to something a tad bit more serious. Just a That's shade, honey. That's shade. Oh, I'm dead. I was, I was, I'm just serious. <laughs> I am dead right now. Oh my! The words are so feel I'm, 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 I'm 
So let's move on to something a little more serious, though. So we know that Trump vetoed the defense spending bill, um, and which uh, unfortunately allowed for a lot of people's unemployment benefits and a few other programs to elapse. And they're not retroactive. Um, so let's just explain this, and, and then um, we can like discuss it. So just to explain what it means is when Trump vetoed, because this was a bipartisan um, bill. This was something that both okay. sides, Republican and, and Democrat, those, and independent. And for those of you just coming on, what bipartisan means, that means it's Republican and Democrat agreed. Okay. Yeah. So just for y'all to know what bipartisan means for some of y'all that didn't know. I'm sorry, Wendell. Yeah. Go no, no, good. Very good. It, and that's exactly it. Everyone agreed on this Defense Act. And so what happened was Donald Trump, um, he definitely vetoed it after it was passed from the House of Congress, um, from the Congress and the Senate. And then he vetoed it. Now, the, the part that made the unemployment come in is that they needed him to sign the, um, the bill by midnight on Saturday on Saturday of last weekend. And instead, he didn't sign it until Sunday which makes it very intentional that he wanted to do it. It's almost like it was intentional that he petty wanted bitty. to do it. Right. He's petty motherfucking Betty. Because right. first of all, you in Florida. Yeah. Golfing. And, yeah, and, and, and you did this shit on purpose because you noticed too, Wendell, he was getting a lot of backlash too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I just thought that he's just a petty bitty, and you know that explains why your asses didn't win for this specific election because of your pettiness mm -hmm. and how you do things, and you really don't give a damn about the American people. You only give a damn about yourself. So that explains why your ass about to come up out that damn office. And then on top of that, too, in my opinion, I think you a piece of shit for that. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I'm just being one. I think he's a piece of shit for that because at the end of the day, now, am I going to be able to get a stimulus check? No, I would not because I make too much money. But my people, they will be able to get the stimulus. And my thing is, is that I'm for the American people and I am for people who are not in a position to be able to take care of themselves during a pandemic. And you a piece of shit to run around here and not take care of that for these people and knowing that they have families. I got a problem with that. That's why your stinking ass coming up out there white out at the white house, period. <laughs> well, the, the good thing is the house of representatives have already voted to overturn the, um, the, the, the veto, which they had the power to do. Um, but but we still don't know where it's where it's going to end up. It's still in limbo. Um, the unfortunate part is that the un, if you were at the end of your unemployment and you were depending on this, you are going to have to now reapply anyway. You're going to have to go through the whole process all over again um, because of the time lapse. Now, here's the other part of this that I want all of you people, um, human beings, mainly black and brown people, that. Always drink the cool. Always drink the Kool Aid that Donald Trump pours. When Donald Trump came out and said six hundred dollars is not enough, they need at least two thousand dollars. He knew May fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, that the Democratic Party had already passed in the CARES Act bill two thousand dollars per person. He was a part of it. They first started dealing with Mnuchin and the White House 
And Mitch McConnell was shooting it down because they, he felt like the $2,000 was too much and the $600 stimulus for unemployment was too much. And so but, then, side note, but side note, that mm -hmm. piece of shit wanted to raise his salary, though. Right. But but and that goes back to the next part, though, after the White House and the Democratic Party could not come to a solution, then Mitch McConnell picked it back up just in time for elections because he wanted to look as though he cared and he was going to work with them. And so they the House senators, the Republican senators started working with them and they could not agree on it because they felt like the two thousand dollars was too much. And the entire time, all Donald Trump had to do was an executive order to give the $2,000 to each person in the United States taxpayer dollars. So he could have been done it and he did not do it. So this has all been a, a, a charade. This has all been shenanigans between Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell because he's pissed off because Mitch McConnell, yeah, very much so, but he's mad because Mitch McConnell um, vocally well, um, congratulated Joe Biden on winning the presidency and Kamala Harris. And it pissed Donald Trump off. And so he started playing politics with your taxpayer dollars. He played mental games with you because he made you feel as though he out of nowhere sided with the Democrats and wanted you to get the $2,000. Now what the Democrats have done, which is very smart because it's led by mother Nancy Pelosi is because Donald Trump verbally said this and it is recorded, she's holding him to the fire. So on yesterday, on Monday, they did an emergency vote and the Congress passed it to up the 600 to $2,000 and they sent it back. Now it's two options here. Either the Senate can sign off on it and vote for it, which they're not gonna do, or Donald Trump can just write an executive order to override the Senate, which he's not gonna do. I can guarantee you that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, they already are very aware that they're not gonna do this. What they wanna do is expose them so that we can see exactly who is the problem. Because there's been a false narrative that the Democrats and the Republicans are playing games with the American people. But that is not mm -hmm. so. On May 15, 2020, the Democratic Party signed a bill, the CARES Act bill. They passed it through the House and it was ready. Mr. McConnell left it on his desk for two months intentionally. And then when unemployment lapsed August the 1st is when he said, well, now we'll look at it. But then he said, well, it's too much money. We're not going to deal with it. So it's not that the Democrats have been playing the game. It's been the Republicans. So you have to learn government. You must learn government. Yes, yeah. the House of Representatives have power of the purse. They control the money. But the Senate has to still pass everything that they that they come up with in the house so if both parties cannot agree then it's flush and that's what you're seeing but it's only one party flushing it and that is the republican party nancy pelosi and them dealt with they tried to deal with with mitch mcconnell that didn't work then it went to the white house that didn't work then back to mitch mcconnell that didn't work so then they had to make a last minute move on it because if they would not have done something right now the government would have shut down sunday at midnight yes it would have shut down and we would have watched this happen mm -hmm. until january 20th 2021 so what nancy mm -hmm. did was said let's go and do this skinny bill let's pass this because we know on january 20th it's on and popping correct and Just then like that's why it's so important for those two senate seats Mm -hmm. That's in Georgia to yes. be Democrat. So, and when I tell you, baby, they they have that thing going on down there because it's, it's gonna be a fight. 
it's going to be a fight because we need those two seats. And if we don't get them, then. And we need both seats, guys. Everybody's been saying that as long as we get one. No, we need them both. Because right now, the, the Republican Party already has 50 seats. So if they were to get one of those, that will put them over the 50-yard line. That will put them in the majority. So we need both seats so it can be 50-50 because every time there is a need for a tiebreaker, it will go to Madam Vice President to break the tie, which means ultimately the Democratic Party will have the power. Now, the beauty is if we win only one seat in Georgia on January the 5th, we're still good because we have two independent seats that are already in the Senate. And luckily we already know more than more than not, independents vote with the Democrats because Correct. they're far left. They're normally further left than, than, than anything else, than any other Democrat, which is why they're normally independent because they're more liberal um, than most Democrats. So we need January the 5th to go down. We need that to go down. Yes. Now that leads us to Trump. Um, Trump signing the bill, which he did finally sign the bill, which we know he signed it, um, the bill after Republican backlash and the Democrats began voting. So let's take a look at this video and then we're going to come back and we're going to break that down just a bit. One more headline you're tracking this morning. Last night, the House also voted to override President Trump's veto of a key defense bill. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, this veto got buried a little bit, but the House voted overwhelmingly to override the president's veto of the annual national defense bill. Remember, the president opposed this bill in part because it required military bases named after Confederate figures to be renamed. But after this overwhelming House vote, this override now goes to the Senate. If the Senate follows suit, it would be the first time President Trump's veto has been overridden in his entire presidency. In March, Lily Walters applied for unemployment for the first time. All my life I've been a self-employed entrepreneurial person. The pandemic unemployment assistance program helped keep the event booker and face paint artists afloat as pandemic restrictions decimated her industries. This gave us a lifeline in the hopes that we could go back to what we knew before. Now I think the lifeline is ending. She's among jobless independent contractors, gig workers, and longtime unemployed Americans whose benefits face expiration Saturday. As a $900 billion relief bill awaits the president's signature, 12 million Americans, according to the Century Foundation. The bill would extend two key pandemic unemployment programs to mid-March, increasing weekly benefits by $300. But without a signature, they expire at the end of the year, preventing states from providing payments. The confusion at the EDD is insane. But Walter says she's lost trust in the government's ability to provide relief. Even if benefits are extended, she says she's afraid to take it. She's among independent contractors told she would have to give back money mistakenly overpaid. For me, it's almost better that I lose them because they want us to pay back. With dysfunction surrounding unpredictable unemployment programs, Walter says she's finding different ways to make income through her art. Okay. <laughs> so so we know that as we already kind of discussed, kind of merging these things, right? Because we've already discussed that, yes, he did finally sign on Sunday. 
he did sign. Unfortunately, it was too late to stop those unemployment um, benefits from lapsing and a few other programs, a few a, a few housing programs actually were in that too that um, messed around and got, got dropped. So they would have to start over. But this was all um, after a Republican backlash and the Democrats began voting um, the voting process to increase the direct payments to $2,000. So this is all what we're looking at is a chess game gone wrong. You know, this is a chess game gone wrong. Yeah, and, um, yeah. but if you follow me on social media, especially on Twitter or Facebook, I talked about this in 2016, right after Donald Trump won. I said that what's going to happen is that Donald Trump is going to destroy the Republican Party. And mm -hmm. the other side of that is he's going to, they're going to build him up just because they needed someone that could be Hillary Clinton and they're going to slice their nose to spike their face. And that's what we're looking at because every time a Republican goes against him in any way, he comes back with fast and furious, more fast and more furious rather. Yes. Yes, he does. So, so it's like, it is what it's, it's almost like when you spoil a child, like if you pick the child up and you hold them all the time and then out of nowhere, when they're two years old, you want to sit them down one day and they start crying and you say, you better stop all that crying where it's your fault. Hmm. It's your fault. The child. Yeah, you spoil the child. So they spoil Donald Trump. They normalize his behavior. And yeah. now that he's no longer going to be president, they're trying to move away. And the ones that move away, he's attacking. The ones who are, mind you, all of them really want to move away, but the other ones fear him because they need his new base that he brought to the Republican Party to yeah. vote them in in 2021 and 2022. And they're afraid that he's going to go public and bash them and they will lose their elections. So this is straight out of the Nixon handbook because yeah. after Nixon resigned and Ford, um, Vice President Ford was became the president, and he pardoned Nixon. And then he had the audacity to run for president. After he did that, he lost by a landslide. And they lost 13 Republican Senate seats and almost 50 Republican representatives lost their seats. Because this is what happens when you coddle the president that is ultimately destroying your party. When you pick party over the nation, when you pick party over the Constitution, Backlash will come, and yes. that is unfolding. Yes, and Wendell, you said that so eloquently because that is exactly <laughs> what's happening right now. Yeah, and Trump is using the Nixon playbook. That's what yes, he's. Yes. Doing. You know what I mean? And 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 it's like we see exactly what you're doing, dude. We yeah. see it, but and this is season. Yeah, but then you have some of the American people who's really not familiar, mm -hmm. and then that's how he's able to get you. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. got to be familiar as to the infrastructure that he's playing. Yeah. And so the thing is, we can read through that shit like butter. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it was clear that first of all, Trump, you about to get the hell up out of here. That's one. Number yeah, two, over here being petty as shit doing this transition, which is very dangerous. That's going to be a serious problem because at the end of the day, Biden is not going to get all the information that's needed when he's transitioning. So to me, it's it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then for you to sign that shit that you're supposed to sign 
Saturday? Saturday. You wait a day later to sign it Sunday? You know what? Somebody need to come over there and beat your ass for that. Yeah. Well, let's be all the way clear, Doc. He was supposed to sign it last Tuesday when um, it was originally passed, and he gave his little fake shenanigan um, tell, um, press conference where he said a measly $600 is not enough for the American people. It should be $2,000. And then they sent it to him after they made little minor modifications, but not on that money, and they flew it. They had to literally fly it from D.C. to Florida because he and our first our first whore of our nation um, decided to step out on the grass with her $2,500 Louis Vuitton boots on, which are absolutely amazing, and with her $3,500 um, trenchette and go to Margalado to go golfing. They flew it there on Friday. He was supposed to sign it on Friday. He didn't sign it. He was supposed to sign it on Saturday. He didn't sign it. But then on Sunday, after the unemployment lapse, but just in enough time to keep the government open. Because remember, when the government shuts down, that also means that the staff at the White House is shut down. Okay? So he wanted to make sure that nothing happened with that because he had more damage to do in his last 35 days. And you know and what? So that's what, basically what his plan is, is to do yep. damage. And then on top of that, wasting taxpayers' dollars. So Friday's bullshit. Mm -hmm. They had to fly this bullshit to Florida where you right. should have been at your damn uh, office to where you could have signed the shit. That's, right. That right there is fraud, waste, and abuse to me. Yeah, it is. It is. But what can you expect when you have someone that has absolutely no experience at doing anything outside of hustling, lying, cheating, stealing, and killing and producing fraud to get ahead as your number one commander in chief? Well, then, well, while we talking about that, then let's talk about how he didn't run around here pardon these old crooks. Now, that right there, it's a story behind that. But I so, knew it was going to happen. So, but you know what? Again, it's all strategy, what he's doing. Because yeah. you're trying to set yourself up to keep from going to jail, mm -hmm. and you're trying to close suckers' mouths who going to put your ass in jail. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what he's doing. You know, first he um he pardoned Manafort, he pardoned Roger Stone. Now he's pardoned Kushner's dad that Chris Christie his be his bestie was the attorney general that put um Kushner's dad in jail with his fraudulent ass. Um but Chris Chris is also someone that went against him and said that he was not handling things correctly and that he should have been smarter with the coronavirus because he would not have gotten it had he not been at the White House prancing around teaching him how to lose debates. So all of this is just, it's like, it's crazy because on Friday, um, no, Thursday, he dropped, he, he pardoned 15 other people that were all connected directly to the Mueller case. Um, including the, the Russian guys that it's just, this is all just, this is bananas. And we're going to reap bad benefits from this. The impacts of this, we, we will be less pessimistic if we were to not consider the impacts of this as, as far as the way history will read this and how vulnerable we will be as a nation for the next four years, to be honest with you. We're going to be completely vulnerable. And you said it correctly. He is trying to stop himself from going to jail. But here's the beauty if of it. You're going to jail. Well, the beauty of it, the case that he has to be more concerned with is 
is uh, connected to Trump Foundation and the state of New York, which has nothing to do with this Mueller case. Mueller case. Mm-hmm. And fortunately for the Constitution and for the United um, States, period, you can't pardon your foundation. Let me say that again. You cannot pardon your foundation. Yeah, that's then, a word. Yeah, and then someone else said, well, maybe he can pardon himself. You cannot do anything to stop states. People forget why we are called the United States of America. We are still independent states. The Constitution says, the Constitution demands that states still have the power to govern without the ability of the president coming in and tampering with it. So you have influence in those states, but you have no jurisdiction in those states. And she is not going to play with him. So that is the beauty of the Attorney General of New New York. He's definitely going to jail. Um, And so, well, someone said said that they think that you can pardon organizations, or at least the Supreme Court hasn't made a ruling on that before. The reality is, you know, I've I've dug deep down and dirty into it. And right now, the Constitution says you cannot pardon um, an organization. You cannot pardon a foundation. The number one reason you can't pardon a foundation is because when the Constitution was created, there were no foundations. So the Constitution does not read anything about foundations being covered in pardoning because we did not have foundations at the time of the writing and we haven't had another convention to go in and subdue anything or to recreate any parts of the constitution to match up with foundations organizations that allow ddd so of course that means that there are gray areas there are going to always be gray areas but that still goes back to the main part and that is we are the united states of america each state has the power to the ability to govern without um, being tampered with by the United States um, Executive Administration. So he's going to get it. For my people that's on Homestead, Mesa Road, and Tidwell, what that means, he going to jail. Okay? He going down. Yeah, yes. but remember, states are not like cities. Like cities still have to fall under the power of the governor of that state. But states don't have to fall under the power of the government. Uh, The president, the governors still have the ultimate power. Those states still have the ultimate power. Ergo, why the state of Texas ignorant attorney general was able to put in that foolish um, lawsuit um, suing Wisconsin and Georgia for the election. And then the, the but then the Supreme Court threw them all out and said those states have the power to run their elections however they deem necessary. Well, speaking of Mr. Hot Wheels, did you hear that he's on a list with uh, with being with the China. in China? Yeah, yeah, I did. And we definitely uh, need to delve into that more because I'm wait, I'm looking for more information to come out about that because we definitely, definitely need to look into that. They about to unleash it, honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, well, let's get to the last thing of the night. And this is a hot, hotty, hotty, hotty. And it's coming from, a, I'm going to say Republican, but I think it's pretty clear she's not a Republican anymore. Anna Navarro has not been letting Marco Rubio make it one step without handling him. So let's take a look at this and then we'll come back. All right, cool. 
indicted. Here with me now to discuss is CNN political commentator Anna Navarro. And, you know, Anna, on one hand, you have Senator Rubio going after Dr. Fauci and those in, quote, elite bubbles. And then in the other hand, you have the fact that he's gotten the vaccine. He's trying to model this. He's gotten it, I should mention, before millions of health care and essential workers, many of them still outstanding on getting this. So I wonder what your reaction is to these mixed messages coming from Marco Rubio. And there's three parts to this tweet, right? First, he calls Dr. Fauci a liar. Let's just begin with that. Look, any Republican who for the last four years has been justifying, defending, being complicit with, playing stupid, standing silently, being cowardly, uh, as Donald Trump lies his way through the presence, and you don't have a leg to stand on to criticize and call out somebody for lying, not to mention that Dr. Fauci did not lie. And then, and then he goes on to question Dr. Fauci's scientific opinion. Listen. Dr. Fauci has been helping the American people, has been working as a public servant for the American people since 1984. Marco and I were in middle school, okay? Dr. Fauci turned 80 four days ago. He has been working consistently to keep us safe, and it is a trusted voice. And I, you know, I, mean, I know it's a novel opinion for many Republicans now who follow Trump, but really most of us prefer to believe in science than to believe in any politician. And then the third one might be the most galling of all, right? Where he talks about an elite bubble. I mean, Brianna, as you point out, I'll tell you what for me is the definition of an elite bubble. An elite bubble is Congress and people in Congress who have skipped the line over elderly constituents, over frontline workers, over essential workers, over people who are infirm and have comorbidities and gotten the vaccine before anybody else. That is an elite bubble. And if you don't realize it, look in the mirror. Okay. <laughs> I think she got her feet on that neck. <laughs> that feet is on neck, baby. I know Marco is like, we both supposed to be Latin. <laughs> baby, she don't give a damn. Do you understand? He's like, we both Latin X, baby. baby What's she can his, his butt every which way but Sunday. You understand? <laughs> so what Alan Navarro is doing pretty yeah. much is doing what Dr. Candace does every day. She's holding Marco Rubio accountable for every single thing that he has said and done in the past. And she is holding him to the fire. So mm -hmm. she's pretty much saying you are a hypocrite. Every single thing that you said about Donald Trump during the primaries, you have said that it was okay once he became president, which is not okay. And now you have the audacity to blame Dr. Fauci for simple mistakes because we're all learning a new disease, a new virus that no one has ever dealt with before. And so he literally called Dr. Fauci a liar. And, and it was just complete ignorance. Complete ignorance. So Alan Navarro is doing what many people should do. And this is what I talk about when I talk about, I always say that I am pro-white, but I am anti-whiteness. And, and Alan Navarro is doing to him what I believe white people should do to other white people, but they're Latinx doing it to each other. But she is, as a Latinx female, holding this Latinx male accountable for what yeah. he says and does. This is why I say I'm pro-white, but I'm anti-whiteness. I'm pro-white. I Live your life. Be beautiful. Go out. Do great. But I'm anti-whiteness that says I'm okay with black people making it as long as they don't make it ahead of me. I'm okay with Latin people making it as long as they don't make it ahead of me. That is whiteness because whiteness is bathed. It is literally bathed in this thing called entitlement and privilege. And so, okay, here's the Mark uh, Rubio on um, one of his uh, tweets. He's Rubio all his ass in a corner yeah. and 
But what do you say? Dr. Fauci lied about masks in March. Dr. Fauci has been distorting the level of vaccination needed um, for herd immunity. It isn't just him. Many in elite bubbles believe the American public doesn't know, in quotation, what's good for them. So they need to be tricked into, in quotation, doing the right thing. Marco Rubio, you don't even know who you are. You supported a man that wanted to put a wall up to stop your own people from coming into this country. You are supporting a man. Yes, you are supporting a man that literally was separating people, children from their parents of your race. You are sep- you are promoting a man that said your wife is ugly. You are promoting a man that said you are not qualified to even be a senator, let alone run for president. Well, wait a but minute. you are doing this all just to I'm simply sorry. support the wait Republican Party. Hold on, run that back, Emmett Smith. Did you just say that he talked about the bad wife too? So he, he said, said he said, well, he said Ted Cruz's wife was ugly first. Yes, yes, he then did. He came back and said that Marco Rubio's wife is not the most attractive. You, ugly. Know, what? you know what? But but how can you how can you continue this game of politics supporting this man and this party that is so against your own race? I don't understand that shit. Because, baby, let somebody say something that my husband will look good. Baby, you about to get windmilled. I'm sorry. <laughs> Straight up. Okay? You say anything about my husband. Baby, I'm coming for your nose, your eyes. Donald Trump even implied that Donald Trump even implied that Marco Rubio was on drugs at the Iowa caucus. I'm He's, you know, like he has, he has just really just, just, I remember when Marco Rubio, I don't know if you remember, but, uh, and this goes to what he said about, um uh, about Rubio talking about this elite bubble. Marco Rubio tried to attack Joe Biden and Kamala Harris saying that they were picking all of these um Ivy League um, um graduates and looking over the everyday man and woman. Fool. Biden went to University of Delaware, which is a state-funded institute, pretty much open enrollment. Kamala Harris went to Howard University, an historical black college. Are you serious? Are you serious? But then when you talk about elite bubbles, I don't know if you've ever been to Florida, but I've I've been blessed to go there quite often throughout my life. Yeah, I've been to Florida. Marco Rubio is he lives in a million dollar neighborhood. Number one, you are a millionaire yourself, and is you have the audacity to talk about a bubble. Is you he are in that bubble? Yeah, yes, is he, he is. Cuban? No, no, Marco Rubio isn't of, of is, isn't of Cuban descent. I think what he's Puerto that? Rican. Puerto Rican, I think. Oh, slap his but, damn. But but you are a part of the elite establishment that you are talking about. And that is the game that most Republicans play. They are, they love to take themselves out of these conversations when you are the you are the subject of the conversation. You are an elitist, you are an imperialist, you are a classist, you are also a racist when it comes to black people, you are a sexist when it comes to conversations of Hillary Clinton and Kamala Harris and of your own party, Nikki um Nikki, Nikki Haley. You have even attached her character. So you, my friend, you have little D energy. You are why they say y'all swam on your back. You are the reason that the old white man is separating children from their parents that look like you because you are what we call a Sam So sucker. You a slave Negro from Latinx community. 
I ain't mad no more. Well, I tell you this. I ain't mad no more. <laughs> and I ain't playing with him, honey. Because I'm telling you. needs to stay on him. Stay on his motherfucking neck. She got to. But that's what anti-whiteness is about. Anti-blackness, anti anti-Latin. This, this thing, this thing where we do not believe in holding our own race accountable, our Correct. own communities accountable, our Correct. own sex accountable. We have Correct. to get off of that. We're not going to get better just by ignoring things. Like we have to hold them accountable. That's why I say I'm pro-white, but I'm anti-whiteness. Because when you stand by and you see something wrong and you say nothing, you are part of the problem, not the solution. You are a, you are an accomplice. That's you what are one hundred percent an accomplice, and you are accomplice to an assassination because you are assassinating races. You are assassinating sexes. You are. Oh, and he is Cuban. He, well, his parents are Cuban. Oh, so okay, so then that so he comes from an elite. It's an so, elitist. So, so he's an Acevedo stinking ass. Yeah, he's a. It's an elitist to the to the. Skin. So that explains the behavior with Chief Acevedo stinking ass. Okay, and then his family um arrived in 1979. So I think Marco Rubio was already born when they arrived. So he was born in Cuba then. Oh, oh no, so, no, they arrived in 1956. So Marco Rubio was born in the United States. Okay, so I'm gonna say he this. He was born again. in the United States. So. He's a Acevedo stinking ass. That explains why we we see this bullshit. So it's always I'm, old refuge coming. <laughs> it's always some old refuge just coming over here and saying they came with twenty dollars and a dream. You Scarface and shit. Get your. Yeah, I want to come saying y'all came with twenty dollars and a dream and look at where you came from. Well, try being sold, snatched away from your family, raped and sold, and and accidentally marrying your cousin three okay. years later. Come okay. on, don't, don't tell me. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of. I'm sick of it. Look here, okay. Sick of, <laughs> of y'all. Sick of, but 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 we're gonna talk about anti-whiteness and anti-Latin exes later. <laughs> Dr. Matthews, it has been wonderful as always chatting up with you. We really did a lot of unpacking tonight. <laughs> no, we did too, because this weekend that just passed was just a bit much. Yeah. So we had to, you know, look at what was important for us to get out to our viewers mm -hmm. because they need to know. And then they also depend on us to give them the real. So that's exactly what we're going to do. And we're going to yeah. continue to do it. So. Yeah end of the day guys is that we're going to make sure that you all leave with something so you are not in the blind and that you already know what truth the power is yeah and we all so yeah. i'm going to go on and go on and pop this quote for the night but wait 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 make sure you remind everybody all eyes are on georgia yes so if you know someone in georgia if you are sleeping with someone from georgia if you used to sleep with someone from georgia hit them up Ask them have they voted. Ask them are they registered because it's too late if they have not. But if they are registered, tell them they need to go out. See if they had a mail-in vote, but they did not mail it in. Tell them to go early and let them know when they get to the polling site that they did apply to mail in their vote, but they did not mail it in or they did not receive it on time so they can check their name out and allow them to vote. But you must vote. If we want to make sure that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden has the ability to do what they are doing right now, we have to make sure that we give them a Senate that will allow it to happen. So that's why it is so important. We are fighting for the yeah. soul of the nation. We that are. is what we're doing. We need those two seats. We yes. need. 
So our people that's in Georgia, make this shit happen. We yeah. even have people that's from Texas. One of my sisters, Coretta Brown, is already down there. Yeah. <laughs> and people are voting because she's been doing the ground game now. Yeah. So again, guys, we're fighting for the soul of this nation because again, our nation has been torn. Our nation has been put in some bullshit. Okay, I'm being 100. This is for my people on Homestead, Mason Road, and Well, you know what I'm talking about. So again, we need them to see y'all. So, so call your friends, send text messages, call go on social media, encourage them, use all your platforms, do a TikTok, do a Snapchat, do whatever you have to do. But all eyes are on Georgia. We need those two seats. If we have those two seats, we will have the House of Representatives. We will have the Senate chambers and we will have the executive administration. Correct. So we can do this, but we need the power of Georgia to stand up because those Republicans are not going to sit still. Now, there are some Republicans that are voting with the Democrats, but we cannot depend on that. We need your vote. So make sure that you get out and make your vote counted. Absolutely. Not that sermon. Oh, and remember, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We are Truth to Power Uncut. Make sure you like, 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 and share. And if you have an opportunity to go on YouTube and take one second for free, Click that subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, because at the end of the day, we want to help both of y'all. We just want to win. Can't we all just get along? Everybody wins. <laughs> so oh. come on, Doc. <laughs> okay, everybody wins. Shit. Okay. Okay, so let me go to get a quote for the night. Okay, you either make yourself accountable or you will be made accountable by your circumstances. And that is from an unknown person. So I'm going to say this again. And you know what? That's something that I'm going to use now. Hmm. Okay. I like this quote because see this quote here just it just does something to me. It says you either make yourself accountable right? Or you hmm. will be made accountable by your circumstances. Hmm. Okay? Unknown. So I'm going to say this. Really <laughs> That's a word, honey. That's all I'm saying. You either make yourself accountable or you will be made accountable by your circumstances. That's a lot to unpack because if you don't <laughs> speak up, if you don't hold people, if you don't hold them to the fire, it will at some point burn you. And guess what? And I'm the one with the fire to burn your ass. Yeah, but that's what accountability is all about because I always tell people, you may not feel like it affects you directly, but it will affect you at some point. So always be watchful of indirect. So, so don't say that ain't none of my business. No, it is your business. Oh, it is. That's your business. You, you don't have to say, I don't have kids in school, so I don't care what they do down there at their school. You pay property taxes. You pay, you pay school taxes. You do, because that school is raising somebody who could be living in your neighborhood by the side of the head or telling you who was by your house yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And when they're well said, well said. So until we see y'all again next week, we love you. Share, share, share. And again, may the shade be with you. We out. Just like that. Have a nice night. <laughs> I ask no favor for my sex. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks.
And that little girl was me.